rule number four is really simple. Right. Thinking about getting back together with your ex? No! What she said. <laughs> and so many other responses like that. Welcome to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast with your hosts, James Marshall and Liam McRae, where we will be diving deep into the issues of modern masculinity, seduction, dating, lifestyle design, sexuality, psychedelics, you name it. This is the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. First of all, do you think it's a good idea to get together with and say marry or stay with the first person that you date? So. Is that ever a good idea? No. No, okay. What's your name? Dori. Dori. I'm Jonathan. It's a pleasure to meet you. Sorry my hand's so cold. And thank you so much for helping with the video. All the best. I hope you find true love. Thank you. I have. I find it. That's awesome. Guys, it's John here for The Natural Lifestyles. And what we're here talking about today is relationships. Now, you've seen things about relationships before on the channel, okay? But often it's guidance to do with multiple relationships. And of course, because it's so much more difficult to get guidance on multiple relationships, there is so much more guidance and teaching available on just typical relationships. You have a girlfriend, okay? And she's your only girlfriend. Now, I'm not trying to say that I'm not in favor of open relationships, but the main focus I would say of this video is on monogamous relationships. So if you're interested in that, if you're in a monogamous relationship right now, okay, or, or that's something that you're involved with, you really need to listen to this video because I'm gonna share with you five big mistakes that I have made in relationships that you don't wanna repeat. Tune in, it's John here for The Natural Lifestyles. Let's see what we're doing. I know some shit about relationships, okay? So tune in and listen up. Maybe you think, no, that's not for me. I'm not interested in any exclusive monogamous relationships. Well, I would challenge that. There's definitely a different level of engagement that you're gonna get from that than you're going to get from a number of casual partners, okay? So let's just put that on the table that that's something that you're considering. Now, whether you want an exclusive relationship or whether you're interested in an open relationship or even multiple relationships, you should still listen to this talk because there is advice in here for you. My first big piece of advice for you, and I'm gonna be checking this advice with the people around me here on the street is this. Don't get together with the first person that you date. Don't marry your childhood sweetheart. Warning. Now, I met a guy recently, the best friend of a close friend of mine who's also a musician. And he was telling me about how he was in bliss, okay, at the age of 18, because he'd met his true love at age 15, and the two of them were meant to be together. Now, honestly, listening to him talk, I couldn't argue with it. It, it just looked like they were meant to be together, and that was right. Now, that might just be the exception that proves the rule. Take a look at my own life. When I was 18 years old, I lost my virginity and immediately entered into a relationship with that girl. Six and a half years later, I'll say that again, six and a half years later, six years and six months later, I finally managed to put an end to that terrible, abusive, toxic relationship. Now that's six and a half years of my absolute prime period in terms of physical health and, and virility. Six and a half years of time I could have spent exploring relationships with other people, even if they were to be brief encounters. Look, it's hard to say this, and the honest truth is I was hiding in that relationship, okay? I was in danger of marrying the first girl that I got together with. The reason for this was I had had a very difficult upbringing. There was trauma, there was abuse involved, and my family was in a state of upheaval at that time. So it was hugely useful for me 
<laughs> I won't say important, I won't say good, just useful for me to be able to lock into a relationship like that and to gain stability. Hugely unfair on the woman that I was with because she really did want to stay together with me and even though I wasn't saying it, deep down inside, I really didn't want to do that. Now, that's not entirely my fault. I did not have a helpful, loving father there to guide me and to ask me what I really wanted and to teach me. Male role models in my life were basically non-existent, at least ones I could rely on. The only guy I had is our friend and the founder of this business, James Marshall, who I happen to be lucky enough to be best friends with. He sent me a handwritten letter, okay, this is back in the day when you used to send handwritten letters, and invited me on a camping trip where he didn't tell me, you should not do this. He just simply asked me this question. Are you sure you want to put a ring on the finger of the first woman that you put your penis into? I want you to ponder this. It's the first question of the day. Now, people who are either because they don't know better or because they are aware that it's difficult and so they hide within these early relationships, they're taking a really big gamble is the truth, okay? Even if I'm not saying it's right or wrong for a second. Because when I finally did break up with that first relationship, okay, I was coming into potentially the worst kind of beginner's hell that you can possibly imagine. Okay? I hear about this kind of beginner's hell from guys all of the time. I didn't stay in that beginner's hell. I moved on to problem number two, which I'm going to mention in a minute. But when eventually I was finally single and ready to embrace that, okay, I was 30 years old and like I said a second ago, about to enter the worst beginner's hell you can possibly imagine. Okay? I hear about this, like I said, from guys who call up all the time. They're telling me I got together with my high school sweetheart. We got married. We had three kids. Okay, we just got divorced a couple of months ago. Would you please mind explaining to me exactly what dating is and how it works? Guys coming out of that, you know, into the uh, modern dating landscape, which as I'm sure all of you know is really complicated and quite difficult, they're totally lost in a lot of ways. I honestly believe your early years are, should be anyway, a chance for you to experiment, a chance for you to grow, develop, learn about yourself, the dating process, engaging with other people before just trying to seal the deal, okay? Trying to put all of your eggs into one basket. It's a huge gamble. So let's get some opinions here. Should you ever stay together with the first person that you date? Say like marrying your, your, your childhood sweetheart. What do you think? Personally, I think it's very difficult to be in relationship with the first person you met. Uh-huh, uh-huh. For me, you, you can, but it's really difficult. Why is it so difficult? Mm, I think it's an experience. It's an experience to live with someone. And yeah. You, I think she, I don't know what to say. Wait, to live with someone is a big, is a big deal, huh? So you need to learn about that. Yeah, that's and if it. you just jump straight in together. Dating some person, it's knowing yourself. Uh-huh. It's learning uh, I see. you. Uh -huh. So, yeah, yeah. To be with her. I had a lot of relationship and now I know I can live with her. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I know just to like him and uh, oh, it's not necessary. Okay, why not? You don't think it's necessary? Yeah. You should have more experiences. Uh-huh. You should have more experiences? You don't think you should have more experiences? Yeah, of course, but if you love so much, so much that you want to be the one. Okay, okay. So maybe sometimes it's okay, but maybe usually it's not a good idea? Yes. Okay. All right. Nice. Personally, I wouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. I believe you should have more experience, but obviously, I don't have any problem with anyone who does that. Mm -hmm. 
happened. Uh-huh. first side and it's boom. I see. So sometimes maybe there's an exception, Perfect. but you're saying you value experience. Yes. And of course, your experience will be much more limited if you get together with the first person, you stay with them and that's the only thing you know? Yes. Okay. And usually, sorry about that, usually uh, you're very young at your first uh, relationship. Yeah. So I see. You're naive, uh -huh. you don't really know what to do, you fall for the person more easily, I think. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I see. So not only do you not have a lot of experience with relationships, you're young, so you don't have a lot of experience in general. You're, yes. you're still working out life. Uh, I can see how that could also get in the way of, of like having a happy and successful relationship. Okay, thank you. Yes. <laughs> All right. What do you think? Do you think you should ever get together with and stay with the first person that you date? No. For me, it's mm -hmm. difficult, like you say. Yeah. And... Uh, I have a relationship with girls and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, if I stay, I will have to stay yeah. with uh, the first person that I date. I never had this experience. You never had that experience. Yeah. I see, I see. It's so much more limited. Yeah. yeah. If you just meet one person, you date one person, you have sex with one person. Yeah, that's all. That's it. It's very, very, very limited. Yeah. Okay. I, I think yes. Because then, yeah. I don't know, it's just you've been together for a really long time and we, we know each other from really little. Mm -hmm. So you know each other really well, yes. so you can trust each other, that's one advantage. What do you think? Uh, I agree. My parents uh, are dating only each other and they uh -huh. are together since, well, I don't know, a really long time now. Okay. Do you think there's any disadvantage? Is there anything that you lose if you just stay together with your first boyfriend or girlfriend? Well, I guess you can't. You don't have any other experience. Yeah, I guess so, right? Okay. The second thing that I want to talk about today is serial monogamy. A serial monogamist is a person who goes from exclusive monogamous relationship to exclusive monogamous relationship to exclusive monogamous relationship often repeating the same mistakes, the same bad patterns from relationship to relationship. And usually there is a small amount of time between each relationship. There's a breakup and then, in my case, three months later, boom, there's another girlfriend. And I'm talking girlfriend, girlfriend, okay? I'm talking the nice guy's girlfriend. The I will do anything for you, babe, girlfriend. Serial monogamy. I had just gotten out of a six and a half year relationship. Breaking free. Then I met somebody. I'm gonna talk about this with my next point, okay. Who was in not my social circle, but my sister's social circle. The shame. Three months, boom, straight back into an involved relationship. You watch as you're like, I can't believe you, John. Six and a half years at first. You're free. Okay, let's go. Let's, three months later, it's all over. Imagine how James felt. Yeah, sorry, James. This is not something that I did only once. I was in that second relationship for a year, broke up. Three months later, got into another relationship. That relationship lasted for three years. This is why I was saying earlier, I didn't really hit this awful beginner's hell that many guys who get together with their first partner experience, okay, until I was 30. Why? Because I was basically in a relationship for my entire sexual life up until that point from age 18 to 30 with two three-month breaks in between. 
It's staggering for me to think about this now. And this is why I'm making this video. Don't do this. If you're in your early 20s, do not do this. If you know this is your pattern, break this pattern and get the hell out of it. It's destructive and it's not just destructive for you, it's destructive for the people that you get together with too because they have certain expectations that they're putting onto this, okay? Which you are kind of reluctantly going along with, going along with, why? Because you don't know yourself, you haven't taken the time to find out what you want and who you are and you haven't got the guts, quite frankly, to say, I will have that, something that's right for me and who I am or I will have nothing at all. Instead, you're compromising, going with the flow, being the nice guy. Now, I'm going to talk more about that nice guy syndrome thing as the final point. But for now, what I want to do is find out from other people, do they think it's a good idea, serial monogamy? Or, as I'll put it to them, how long should you wait before you get back into another serious, involved, fully engaged, monogamous or virtually monogamous relationship? Let's go and see what people have to say. So you're in a, a relationship. When you break up with somebody, what amount of time should you wait before you start dating somebody else in a serious way? Well, my mom said it never, t it didn't take you a day to get those feelings and it's not going to take you a day to get out of those feelings. Thank, so thank you, mama. May, uh, people say that uh, you have to wait the time that you were with the ex-boyfriend yeah, yeah. at the same time. So really? Yeah, if you, uh -huh. you are together with a girl for two years, yeah. you should wait two years. Whoa, but that's yeah. so much time. Yeah. Do you and agree with that? Say, Do you agree with uh, that? Oh, maybe, yes. Someone said something similar. She said every year you should spend one month processing it and getting over it for that year. Because it seems like, I mean, if I'm together with someone for two years and I'm 24, then I have to wait till I'm 26 to have another girlfriend? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And what do you do in the meantime? Is it okay to date people and have fun yes, and stuff? Yes, of course. Oh, okay. Yeah. Still good to have fun. Depends on the relationship, <laughs> like how you broke up with the person. Uh -huh. Is it in, added in good terms or not? So, okay, yeah, like, interesting. The time you need for healing. Uh huh. I would take like at least six months, probably. Okay, so that gives us a good, a good round figure. Thank you. And scientifically, they say if you're in a relationship for a year or whatever time period, it yeah. takes half the time to heal and uh -huh. move on from that. Interesting. So, but uh -huh. I think people need to be realistic about healing. Yeah. And very intentional. Because sometimes we try to sugarcoat it by just dating around and getting our experiences at night with other people, but we're not fully healing from that past relationship. So uh -huh. we can move on to be better for healthy wow. for the next one. I think you make a really good point there. It's kind of like, well, I've, got, I've heard a few different time frames. Mm -hmm. I don't think there really is any set time frame, right. but the healing is yeah, important. The healing you, part is important. Because if you haven't healed, there's a good chance you bring the hurt into the next yeah, thing, right? And just play out that percent. crap again, right? A thousand percent. Until you find someone that you... <laughs> Until you find someone that you're interested in. Yeah. Really? So if you break up with somebody the next day, you're like, wow, this person seems great. Is it really a good idea? Serious. Uh-huh. Yeah. Not for something serious. I mean, I'm saying if you break up from a serious relationship, maybe it's okay to have not so serious relationships in the meantime. Yeah. When I broke up with my first girlfriend, uh -huh. I stayed with her two years. Mm -hmm. And after we broke up, uh, I date people uh, really fast. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. But if you want to have a you serious relationship, time. you should take your time. Yeah. About how long? Yeah. Like just roughly? Like. Uh, At least one month? <laughs> <laughs> She's maybe, maybe you're thinking a bit more? Uh, yeah. A okay, a little bit more time. That gives us an idea. I mean, getting into another big, long relationship. Um, oh, yeah, I in wait. really involved relationship. I wait almost 
two years. Okay, okay. Yeah. That gives us an that's idea. Me. I yeah, yeah. I waited one year, I think. Uh huh. There wasn't really a serious relationship. They were just dating. Or oh, yeah. That was, that was yeah, yeah. But that wasn't true love. I no. see. Ca I mean, casual dating, yeah, not included, okay. no, not but like a yeah. big relationship where you're like, okay, yeah. we're serious about each other yeah. and we're really involved. It's really difficult. You uh -huh. need to, 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 to help yourself. You need to, to care about yourself after the, the end of the relation. You need yep. to, to, to think of what you want and then you can, I think you can date again a long relationship. Okay, this okay. is great. Thank you so much. A third problem, a third piece of advice that is linked to the last one because they both had to do with scarcity is where you find your girlfriend, okay? And my advice to you is not to go fishing in your social circle or social circles that are related to your own social circle. Let me start with my own personal life experience. Basically, until I'd done the Euro tour and learned how to approach and meet women that had nothing to do with my life, that's all I had. And that's what I mean by scarcity, okay? A guy will jump into another relationship within the space of a few months and be that serial monogamous that I was talking about before because of scarcity. Because he's motivated by, I better take this chance, what if another one doesn't come along soon? A similar problem is this. When a guy ends a relationship, often he finds himself in a desert where there is no longer any sex to begin with and you can, uh, bet, you can bet your last dollar that it's going to be much quicker that the woman's going to be finding sex than the man. I don't think I need any proof to back that up. No physical affection. Guys are notorious at not being able to share physical affection with each other to support one another because they're all terrified of being labeled gay and homophobia wins again. Also, guys are terrible at sharing emotional energy. So often he's in a complete desert when it comes to expressing tender feelings, exploring emotions, physical affection, and sex. This starvation in this desert will be enough to drive a guy to jump into yet another serial relationship. And similarly, this scarcity mindset, where he's not empowered to approach, where he hasn't figured out, oh, there isn't a brick wall between me and this attractive woman that I'm interested in. It's just what exists inside of my mind. If he's living from that scarcity position, where else has he got to go to, okay? In my own life, when I ended my first epic six and a half year relationship, within three months, I was in another year long relationship with a girl who came from my sister's friendship circle. It's not easy to talk about this because it's very humiliating, okay? My own brother called me up at the time and said, don't start fucking your sister's friends, okay? You hear my voice change? This is embarrassing, okay? You don't need to be in this position. If you want to avoid this position, you've got to come and get some coaching and become empowered so that you don't fall into these kinds of traps, okay? When, after a year, I broke up with that girl, my sister basically had to end the friendship with her. And we see this happening even just in social circles, never mind the social circles of your, your friends and family. In your immediate social circle, if two people get together and they break up, it goes along the lines of that old saying, similar reason why we don't date people from work, because you don't shit where you eat. In other words, you don't create a dating situation where if that doesn't happen to work out, you're gonna be stuck with the mess. After that year-long relationship ended, 
three months later, I was in another relationship with an old friend from university. Okay, we suddenly realized that we were meant to be together. Oh, we have feelings, this is special. The way we've come together is, is unique. No, it wasn't guys. You just happened to be spending time together because you were friends and because you were desperate. That's the tragedy. Although there are exceptions to this rule, generally and absolutely overwhelmingly, don't go looking for your next boyfriend slash girlfriend at work or in your social circle or in the social circles of those around you. You will do damage to those essential social networks that you need to sustain just you. Don't take it from me though, let's go and find the word on the street. Is it a good idea, if you're looking for a boyfriend or a girlfriend or someone to date, should you find somebody who's in like your circle of friends already or at work, okay, absolutely should you date? Absolutely not. She said she's not even going to let me finish the question. <laughs> or is it better to go outside of your social circle to find your next uh, boyfriend or girlfriend? Outside. She's like, boom, straight on outside. that, on the buzzer, <laughs> outside. I don't think so because mm -hmm. it could be at work later. You mean like if you break up, for yeah, example, yes. that could be really awkward? Uh -huh. Yeah, so if you break up, it could like break up the whole friendship group. It could break up the whole friendship group. Yeah. Uh huh. I know what you mean. Yeah, I've seen that where it's like one person's like, okay, I'll take these friends. And then the other person is like, okay, I'll yeah. take these friends. And then they're like divided. That's crazy. And he, did you ever have any problem with this? Dating people in your yeah. social circle? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's like, buddy. Oh, don't open that can of worms. Because once something goes wrong within your circle, now everyone is love feeling out of place. Uh -huh. Trying to help put pieces back together or... Okay. Everything is now awkward. Yeah. I think we've all seen an example of that. They break up and maybe she takes these friends and he takes right, those friends right. or, or yeah, whatever. Like a weird yeah. energy within the circle. Maybe someone, someone from the outside. Better to meet someone new? Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. Why? Why is it better? Uh, it's not involving the friendship part. Mm -hmm. The love part. I see. Uh-huh. It's better to not involve the friendship part with the love part. Yeah. From your group of friends at least. Thanks. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's better to look for new people to meet uh, and yeah. new people. Uh huh. Okay, that's cool. No, I think it's it's it depends on who you are. For me, uh, I met her at school. Uh huh. In the university. Uh huh. And she came in my circle, or me, I came in her circle. Okay. And then we date. But I don't know. I think it's okay if you if you met someone mm -hmm. that's not your friend and in your circle. It's on an aptly, on a on a, a date nightly. Okay. Does it maybe create problems if you break up and then you're still in the same social ah, yeah. circle? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's better if he is from outside of my circle. Oh really? Okay. Because then I get to know somebody who is completely different. Okay. Yeah, I like that response. Yeah, yeah. I've had the same attitude myself. Oh, rule number four. It's really simple. Right. Thinking about getting back together with your ex? No! What she said. <laughs> and so many other responses like that. Anything from a no to a no. No, 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 no. People, <laughs> most people, let's say any, any person with half a brain is gonna tell you this is not a good idea. And again, uh, the serious side of it is, once again, you're doing it out of scarcity, okay? You're going back to something that is already gone, try, trying to scrape through the ashes. Or as I've s spoken about it before, talking with James about my dating life, friend to friend, it's like 
zombie lovers, okay? You're trying to dig them out of the grave or something and <laughs> inject some life back into the situation. Uh, I can't help but laugh to release the pressure, but really it's kind of sad. Again, looking at my own life experience, okay? When I was together with my second serious girlfriend for a year, I knew I was unhappy and so I broke up with her, okay? But I was lonely and weak and I wanted her back. Within a week, I got back together again with her because I just simply couldn't take it, all right? I needed to learn to take it. You need to learn how to have breakups. Otherwise, you will never have those quality relationships that you're really looking for. Within two weeks of getting back together with that girl, I cheated on her. Again, the women that you're dating, they're suffering here too. That, that was absolutely destructive for that girl that I was dating and I regret that immensely. I have repeated that same pattern though of getting back, trying to get back together with people that I've broken up with simply out of scarcity. And again, this is another rock solid reason why you need to learn to approach. You need to get some coaching so that you actually know within yourself, you have the ability to go out there and to find and meet new people. It's really that simple. Otherwise, this is another trap that you're in danger of falling back into. The woman that I nearly got married with, okay? The second time this time, you're like, Johnny, which fucked up relationship are you referring to this time? This was my friend from university that I finally broke up with when I was age 30 and hit beginner's hell. After being in beginner's hell for a year, I was ready to go crawling back to her. I'm not proud to admit that, but the more honest I can be about my life experience, the more helpful it's gonna be for you guys. That's why I'm doing this video. I don't wanna see you make the same mistakes and waste endless amounts of time and cause hurt and damage in the lives of other people. My ex-fiance was wise enough to see what was going on, that this was just me being weak, this was just me trying to draw her back into another destructive and hurtful situation. And that was the last time that I ever tried to do that because I think I felt so weak and pathetic afterwards. It was around this period of my life, as I was discussing, in the first of this series of three videos where I'm addressing lifestyle design, relationships, and inner game. That was the last time that I decided I would ever do that. And this was the time in my life where I was starting to think, how can I really transform who I am and how I do my life? How can I be empowered enough so that I don't end up falling into the same traps, making the same mistakes, and no, trying to get back together with my ex. Ugh. Should you ever get back together with your ex? No. <laughs> like, no. no. Again, we just got laughter here. It's like, whoa. Okay, that was a no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, that's me personally. <laughs> it's another emphatic no. I told him I was gonna be a little feisty about those questions. Whoa! Uh, no. Sounds like you tried it. No, okay, we're just gonna leave it at that. That's the decision to make up with somebody that's the like final. Uh huh. Should think it through. Yep. Maybe give it some time before you. Um, Okay, I see. So don't don't give it some time before you decide to break up. But when you do decide, that's a final decision. There is no going back again. Okay, great. Sometimes yes, mm -hmm. sometimes no. It depends uh, how the relationship ended. Ah, that's interesting. It depends on how the relationship ended. Uh huh. Uh, I guess it depends on what the breakup was like. 
Uh-huh, yeah. If it was really harsh, then... I see. <laughs> I see you break up, you're like, I hate you, I never want to see you again. And then six months later, you're like, I love you, I'm so yeah. into you. It's like, come on, guys. Um, if you have a good uh, relationship um, after you break up, and you're okay with the other person. Okay. And uh, the circumstances... Uh, are good. Okay, maybe you had a good end, yeah, and then some time goes by, and then maybe for some reason yeah. you're ready to be together again. Sometimes you need a break. So. Okay. Usually, though, do you think that usually it's it's better not to get back together, or or usually it it, it would be better to get back together? I think it's not. Usually, it's not, huh? Yeah. I mean, that's what I've seen anyway. Okay. All right. <laughs> enough of mine. I don't want to put my opinion on it too much. Maybe because if you lose him or her uh, and you really miss him or her, mm -hmm. that's that you love her. It could mean that, okay. Yeah. So, but could it also mean that you're just lonely and you're like, oh, I need somebody in my life? Yeah. So maybe, maybe if, if you do realize, oh, that person was right for me and it's not just because you're like, I need somebody. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Rule number five, possibly the most important rule because actually it encompasses all the rest of them. Don't ignore your relationship patterns. Now, when I've been taking this particular question to the people that I've been interviewing, I've been asking them about nice guy syndrome. Now, if you are unfamiliar with nice guy syndrome, it's worth you understanding because it is a general, I would say epidemic that we see among guys. I'm going to spend another whole video focusing on this because I'm going to review the book, No More Mr. Nice Guy by Richard Glover. This is a fantastic book. It's a profound book. When I read this book, I had the most amazing experience. It felt like suddenly there was a spotlight shining on me and someone was pointing at me and saying, you, this is how you do things. This is your strategy for life. You don't really love yourself. You don't really value yourself. So this is the way you operate in order to deal with that. What am I talking about? Nice guys begin as little boys. These little boys are taught your needs don't matter in some way or another, their needs have been ignored. And so they suddenly develop this belief, my needs don't really matter, people don't really value me for who I am, just for being who I am. Right, I'd better become really, really good at giving other people what they want and managing this situation perfectly so that somehow, maybe, my needs will be met. Will be met. That is a brief description of usually how this begins. How this plays out in relationships is that the nice guy decides to be Mr. Nice Guy, to be Mr. Perfect, okay? To put her needs on a pedestal. It's this unbalanced thing where often he is quite secretive and even lies about his own needs, okay? He might have a, a secret porn addiction or a secret drug habit, okay? That is his way of getting pleasure because it's impossible for him to express what his needs are and to expect them to be met. Most recently in relationships, if you want to know what the history has happened with me, lately I'm having exclusive relationships that are shorter and shorter. Why would this be a good thing, Johnny? Why? Because I'm discovering finally the ability to set boundaries. And when those boundaries are not respected enough times with enough boundaries, game over. I'm discovering a lot more quickly exactly who I do and don't want to be with. 
Previously, it would just be very internalize all needs. I was taught to do this uh, maybe better than anyone I know. Having suffered childhood trauma and, ab and abuse, actual brainwashing in a cult, and coming out of that Christian cult and then entering mainstream Christian churches. Mainstream Christian churches will often give you this message. Jesus comes first, then other people second, and you're number three. This is a terrible way to live your life for yourself and for other people as well. Unless you allow other people to meet your needs, you won't be satisfied and they won't be satisfied. We exist or we should exist in a state of symbiosis together, where we work together, where we're honest with each other and authentic. But Mr. Nice Guy thinks that if he manages the situation perfectly, if he gives his princess everything that she wants, then she is going to reciprocate and do everything for him and he's going to get the love that he wants. Nice guys often form what are called covert contracts, okay? I'll do all of this for you, I'll say I love you, I'll text you three times a day, I'll remember your birthday, I'll clean the apartment, I'll do the laundry, I'll be nice with your friends, I will attend to your sexual needs closely and be basically mostly focused on those rather than my own sexual needs. My own masculinity then and, and, and potency and sexuality will shrivel away. And often these men are not attractive and this is why you hear guys whinging and complaining, nice guys finish last. When is it gonna be my turn to get a girlfriend? Oh, she's gone off with some other um, asshole who doesn't treat her right. Meanwhile, I'm treating her like a princess, okay? Why, why, why does she always have to go off with some other loser when I'm being so kind and nice, when I, I'm trying to give her everything that she wants? Giving her everything she wants is a surefire way not to make her happy and to frustrate yourself. Now in my own life, this has played out in, in horrible ways with repressing my needs in my first relationship, like I said, for six and a half years and basically becoming the caretaker of that person. I would do all of the cleaning and cooking and laundry, domestic tasks taken care of. Wow, what an absolute jackpot you hit when you get the nice guy. Mm, the trouble is it blows up in your face, like with that ex-partner of mine. I supported her to do her honours at university. Then I supported her through a diploma of education, basically writing essays with her while she fell asleep next to me. Then she started a job as a high school teacher. I would help her mark her assignments. Where was this going to end? I was basically with this first relationship, the most toxic, the most stupid, because I had the least amount of experience. Utterly ridiculous, utterly destructive. With the second one, that year-long relationship, trying to give her what I want and repress my own needs, okay, finally trying to break up with her, but then getting back together with her again and thinking, no, no, I can make this work, I can make this work, just led to more hurt as I went behind her back and cheated on her and broke her heart. Another thing that I want to mention along the side of this, because of course there are more than one negative set of ne negative relationship patterns, are things that can be generally described as trying to recreate the conditions that you had in childhood. To me it's one of the most tragic things that human beings go through. When they are abused or, or their needs are not met, they're mistreated some way in youth, it's not enough that they have to suffer then but they get disfigured in this awful way that they go seeking out that same kind of pain and suffering in the relationships that they form and in, in their own lives, their own lives. Are you with me here with the horror here? Somebody, somebody who has been abused or somebody who has been misfigured in this way has suffered as a young person and then they are seeking to recreate that situation. Why? Because it's familiar. This is why you hear people talking about marrying your, your mother, okay? 
That's another way of describing what's going on here. Now, for me personally, having grown up in a spiritual environment, my mother being a very spiritual hippie type person, I can see how partners that I had fit in with that particular description. They fit that mold. So that was, that was something that I felt familiar with and so I was seeking after. Often I would become frustrated with that. In fact, every time I would become frustrated with that, inevitably. Why? Because I'm just recreating a situation that was unhealthy because it's familiar. What's the solution here? You need to be introspective. You need to know your own relationship patterns. Just like the, the, the great, much repeated philosophical maxim, know yourself. Don't just get into the next relationship and repeat the same mistakes and then break up and then go into the next relationship, just ignoring things that have gone wrong a number of times. Nice guy syndrome, it's a thing. Think about this, are you a nice guy? Do you seek to please other people in order to get your own needs met? It's probably the simplest way that I can ask you. For now though, I wanna find out, ladies, you know what I'm talking about? Nice guy syndrome. Have you ever heard of what nice guy syndrome is? No. No? No. Okay. Uh, I think yes. You have? Oh my God, look at her face as well. No. <laughs> okay, I'll try and describe it in brief. You, you have a generation of men who are really trying to please women all the time. Yeah. Oh, please, I'll do anything for you. I'll do you my princess. I'll do anything for you. You know, I, uh, uh, and he's trying to like keep you happy. So that, that's his way of trying to get what he wants. Yeah. Usually ignoring their own needs and expecting those to be met. Expecting, come on, you're going to figure out what I want. You're going to give me what I want and act like me. And when that doesn't happen, they go from being like really nice to just being like abusive and like, why won't you just love me? I'm doing everything for you. Just love me. Love me. It's so attractive, right? <laughs> love me. Stella. Have you seen this kind of behavior from guys? Yes. Guys acting like this? Yes. Mm. But the guys I know, no, they don't. No? Me neither. No? How do you feel about this? I don't know. It's sad. Well, it's sad. It's pretty awful behavior, yeah. What's that been like? Yeah, it's weird, but I think I'm pretty straightforward about my needs. So I uh -huh. tell them, like, no, I don't, I don't need you to do everything for me and just oh, do wow. life for me. Because that's that's, that's great. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So I think that's really good. If people are straightforward with their needs yeah. and can put their boundaries up there, yes. then like the nice guy too could be like, hey, I, I need this from you. Instead of just like, when will you give this to me? I'm expecting you to just to, to know automatically. Okay. Very vocal about these things. So I'm usually shy. I don't speak too much, but I, I would yeah. Really? Yeah. You speak very well. Thank you. Um, can you give us any details? Like, how has this come into your life? Yes, because uh, people try to get new friends uh -huh. to to have a girlfriend because it's a must to okay. be in a relationship. Yeah. And when it doesn't work out, they are upset. Yeah. And they they try to find the problem in ourselves you mean in the other person yes. they blame the other person yes. it's not working out and it's your fault yes because yeah. you feel that you've done everything uh -huh. but everything is not enough and then you are upset yeah yeah that's exactly it uh, and i felt like that myself in the past and uh, i don't think it's very good how do you feel about this nice guy thing i mean it's just kind of shocking uh-huh to see a person change 
to see that change, like he's like going yeah. from Dr. Jekyll to like, like from like an angel to like this, this demon, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Any advice for guys on what they should do instead of like pretending to be Mr. Nice Guy and then turning into a psycho? Wow, don't turn into a psycho. <laughs> don't turn into a psycho. You heard it here first. Natural Lifestyles TV. Well, my father said, you don't meet a man, you meet his representative. So uh, that's always, Whoa. and I think that's a way to flip the new, uh, or the nice guy syndrome. Uh -huh. Yeah. So you gotta be asking then, if, if that's the, really the case, you don't meet a man, you meet his representative. Mm -hmm. You've got to be asking, who's the real guy underneath this? Yeah, right. Who is right. the real guy underneath this yeah. behavior, mm -hmm. underneath this, this like acceptable mm -hmm. personality that I'm seeing? Yeah, and a friend just told me, don't bond before you know that person's patterns, right? Like how do you treat your parents? How do you treat your family? How do you treat your friends? How do you treat yourself in business? So before we bond together, mm -hmm. you know, I have a good understanding as to who you are versus just being enamored by your representative or your nice guy wow. syndrome. So you're saying you need to, if you're considering a serious relationship, it's a good idea to get to know other people surrounding this person because they will show you other aspects of this character and personality that you're considering bonding with, exactly. as you say, which is such a big exactly. step. Exactly. Today I've presented you with five key pieces of advice. Don't stay together with the first person that you date. Don't go looking for your next relationship in your social circle. Don't be a serial monogamist and go from relationship to relationship with a short breakup space in between in which you reflect on and learn nothing. Don't try to get back together with your ex and don't fall victim to your relationship patterns such as the nice guy syndrome. Discover those patterns, learn how to unpick them, work on your own psychology, your inner game as we call it, and move through these patterns of behavior. Become empowered, realize that you are not your thoughts. You can be something much more than that, okay? You can work with your own psychology in order to start paving a better way forward. A better way forward is something that I've discovered for myself. And you could say perhaps it's a bit sad that I've reached the age of 40 and finally I feel like I'm fully empowered in relationships over the last few years anyway. Like I think I mentioned already in this video, my relationships, serious monogamous ones where I'm in an involved relationship with a girlfriend, these are lasting shorter distances of time these days. I think I know why. Because I'm finding out, like I said, where my boundaries are and I'm sticking to those boundaries. And also, and this is the bedrock of what we're saying here, I value myself enough so that if this is not right for me, I'm not just going to compromise. I'm not just gonna try and keep managing things and fixing things. I'm just gonna let it die if that's what it has to. That's a really simple way of saying it. And of course, there's room to say more surrounding that. I'll talk more about that when I review the book, No More Mr. Nice Guy, like I've talked about. But really, again, it comes back to being empowered and it's similar to when you were approaching on the street. When you were approaching, you should really approach people that you're actually attracted to and interested in. It should feel daunting, okay? It should feel like, oh my God, she is so beautiful. Why? Because there's a better chance that it's going to lead to a better relationship, be that either short-term or long-term. Now, there is a key thing to understand here. I'm not saying that your success in relationship is completely determined by 
the person, the object of love, okay? That's something I'll have an opportunity to talk about in more detail in future as well. It's not about finding Miss Wright or the perfect woman, okay? But certainly in the same way as when you do start dating someone, you get into a relationship, you need to make sure that you're going for the best relationship. You're focused on the relationship itself. And if that is not measuring up, you need to have enough self-respect to let it go. You need to have enough self-respect to go for the people that you really want and then have enough self-respect to let go of those who are not really right for you. With the women that I've been dating over recent years of my life, I have surprised myself again and again with just how high quality this woman could be. Just, just how intelligent, okay? How, how wise and of course, how stunningly beautiful and for those who are interested in dating young women, how many years younger than me she could be and still be attracted to me, still be interested in me. Why? One reason I could give you is the reason that I'm sharing this video with you. I have life experience. I have understanding and I have studied something about the art of loving. And what I'm talking about here is what I've been focused on in this video. Having an exclusive relationship with somebody else that I'm sure many of you already want and that perhaps many of you should consider rather than getting trapped in what, what I call the day game cycle, which can be a trap as well. Sure, great, you're empowered to go out there and approach, but are you just limiting yourself in a different way to the nice guy who's trapped in relationship after relationship? Are you just seeking casual encounter after casual encounter and not really allowing yourself to be deeply challenged by someone who starts to know you better, to know your bullshit and then start to call you out? That's a whole other side of relationships as well. What she brings to you. I've most, most, mostly been focusing on what you bring to these relationships and I've highlighted five mistakes that you can possibly make. I don't wanna stay focused on the negative though there is room for positive growth. So what I wanna say in closing is, we give away free content and we do everything that we wanna do because we wanna see better men. I wanna be a better man. It's more fulfilling and enjoyable for me just to begin with. I wanna see this world improved, okay? She wants to meet a better man too and I'm interested in that as well. I care about the needs of, of the women around me as well. Besides, it's better. If I'm surrounded by empowered guys, it, it challenges me even more. Every guy, including the guy holding the camera right now, is an empowered man and I'm proud to be surrounded by them. That's the last piece of advice that I can give you. Don't just be the solo guy watching this content at home. Find other guys to share this with. Find other guys who are willing to see there is a whole lot more to living this life in terms of where you are, what work you're doing, who you're surrounded with with friends, but also who you're dating, who you're engaging with deeply in relationships. I wish you all the best with this endeavor. Don't make the same mistakes that I did. Instead, go out there and make discoveries, explore this area, be vulnerable, but also be true to yourself. This is John Thompson for The Natural Lifestyles, signing out. Thanks so much for listening to The Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Check us out on YouTube at The Natural TV. See you on the next episode.